Chapter 19, Clear Sight Darkstalker had an odd twinkle in his eye when he came to pick her up the afternoon after Clearsight's vision at North Beach, but he didn't explain why, and he didn't have the nervous energy that usually meant he wanted to tell her something, so she ignored it. She had more important things on her mind, such as saving the entire tribe from invading ice wings. Do you really think the queen will listen to me? She asked him again, fidgeting with her tail. They were waiting outside Queen Vigilant's throne room. It felt early to her, the sun high in the sky, but Darkstalker assured her the queen was awake at all hours and especially loved conducting business whenever it, meant she, it, whenever it might seem peculiar to other dragons. Of course, she said. He reached over and adjusted the length of her necklace he had given her to wear, which was sweet, but made her feel even more self-conscious. She didn't know how to wear a necklace for Moon's sake. I should have enchanted this to make you feel as confident and beautiful as you look, he whispered in her ear. She wrinkled her nose at him. No, thank you. You wouldn't really do that, would you? Change my feelings with magic? You know that would be completely not okay with me, right? The doors of the throne room swung open before he could answer. Two guards ushered them inside, and Clearsight saw, to her dismay, that there were several members of the Nightwing's court present, including her seer training teacher, All-Knowing. All-Knowing glittered with poise and diamonds, standing on the dais beside the queen throne. The queen's throne. Her face was composed, but her nostrils flared slightly when she caught sight of her student waiting to see the queen. Whoa, Darkstalker said once again. There's a dragon in here who already doesn't like you very much. That's the teacher I told you about, Clearsight whispered. The queen's top seer? Approach, Queen Vigilus called out. Uh-oh, her head was starting to pound. Visions were coming. Keep it together. Don't collapse. Darkstalker sitting on the, that fairy throne wearing the twisted crown. Darkstalker sitting over the body of the queen, blood staining his claws. She clenched her talons. Those were dark paths, the violent paths. They didn't have to happen. They weren't going to happen. She wouldn't let them. Follow the bright visions instead, the way Darkstalker always tells you to. Like this one of me and Darkstalker presenting our six little dragonettes to the queen. The queen's grandson chasing eclipse in circles, the two of them giggling. Vigilance cracking a rare smile. Slowly, Clearsight's heart calmed down and the vision faded, but her wings were still shaking as she stepped toward the queen. She had never had so many important dragons looking at her. She had never revealed the extent of her power to anyone before, except Darkstalker, but now she had no choice. Your Majesty, she said with a bow. This is, Queen Vigilance said to Darkstalker. Clearsight, Your Majesty, he said. She is a very gifted seer. Ah said the queen with a sigh as all-knowing's eyes narrowed. Sears, always so illuminating. You may speak. I, I come with a warning, said Clearsight, launching into a speech she rehearsed all night long. The ice wings are planning on an invasion by sea at North Beach. I believe they intend to attack very soon. Most likely the next two moons are new at once, when they can slip up, when they can slip by under cover of darkness. She paused, realizing the queen was leaning forward with glinting eyes. What is this? Queen Vigilance said avidly. Don't you have a prophecy for me? Clearsight hesitated. She thought of the lesson she'd had with All-Knowing, where they had all taken their visions and contoured them into enigmatic rhyming couplets. Did she have done that with this warning for the queen? But there was nothing cryptic about it. The S-wings were coming, and Clearsight knew exactly how and where, along with a few intelligent guesses as, as to when. Why make the crypt why make that cryptic and confusing? The queen needed to know precisely what Clairsight had seen in order to protect the tribe. 
I saw a pair of ice wings scouring the North Beach last night, Clearside said. That triggered a vision of hundreds of ice wings swimming in to invade our territory. They're coming soon, and I knew I had to tell you. My, my, said the queen, shooting a sideways look of suspicion at all-knowing. How straightforward. I'm sorry it doesn't sound fancier, clear sight spider wings, but I'm sure it's true. The only features I can see where they don't attack are the ones where you find a way to stop them. A curious murmur scurried around the throne room. The queen wasn't the only one staring at clear sight with an undiscovered type, like an undiscovered type of gemstone. Queen Vigilance tipped her head slowly to regard her own seer. All-knowing? What have you seen of this? All-knowing bared her teeth. If you recall my last prophecy, your majesty, there were references to wave of ice dragons and a midnight menace. Yes, Vigilance said with a chilly stillness. Very poetic, but I don't recall anything about an underwater attack focused on North Beach in the next month. That, that, all-knowing spluttered, that the nature of visions, specific details are not, that's not how it works. Maybe not for you, said Vigilance. Dragonette? It took a moment for Clairsight to realize she was being addressed. Yes, your majesty? You work for me now. Move into the palace tonight. Oh, Clairsight said startled. There had been an option in one or two timelines, but she hadn't taken it seriously. She was supposed to be sent home with a pile of gold, followed by a celebratory dinner with her parents. What had she said to land herself here instead? Or had someone else accidentally tipped the future in this direction? Maybe all-knowing by knowing the queen somehow? But my, my parents will be awarded, will be amply rewarded. The queen stood up and spoke to the general on her left. Call a war council meeting. She swept down the steps, paused for a moment besides clear sight. I want everything you know about this attack written out by morning. A moment later, she was gone, with nearly everyone else in the throne room following her, falling in her wake. Darkstalker bounded over and threw his wings around Clearsight. Aren't you clever, he crowded. You're right. That was a genius way to introduce yourself to the queen. Totally worth the wait. All-knowing, all-knowing stalked down from the dais, glowering so fiercely that spark shot out of her nose. I knew you were trouble, she snarled. I didn't realize you were playing to betray me. Huh? Darksucker said thoughtfully. Sounds like you're not a very good seer, then. I'm not betraying you, Clearside protested, elbowing him in the ribs. Ow! Why does it feel like he's wearing armor? It's a serious threat, so I had to warn the queen, didn't I? Well, enjoy her attention now that you've got it, all-knowing growled. You'll soon see what happens to dragons who show off around here. Casting a withering look at Darksucker, she slithered out of the throne room, hissing to herself. Oh, dear, Clearside said, pressing her talons together. Don't worry about her, Darkstalker nudged her happily. I think maybe now you're the queen's top seer. That wasn't the plan, Clairsight closed her eyes, trying to study the features. Was she really going to live at the palace now and share all her visions with the queen? Not all of them. No way. Not if I want to keep Darkstalker alive. She opened her eyes again as they stepped out of the throne room into a central courtyard. Darkstalker had told her this was the heart of the palace. A series of grand ballrooms, gardens, and atriums with tall glass ceilings where the party had taken place the night before. A few sleepy-looking Nightwing servants were climbing around, taking down the decorations and polishing the floors. And across the way, four blue and green dragons were gathered around one of the pools, staring down at the darting shapes of the bright gold and white koi. 
With her mind more than half in the future, Clarissa saw a familiar seeming face and reacted instinctively. Fathom, she called, bounding over her wings spread wide to embrace him. You're here! One of the other seemings leaped forward fast as a ball of lightning, flinging herself in front of Fathom. Stop right there, she cried. Don't touch him! Her spear came up and nearly caught Clarissa in the throat. Hey, the dark striker roared. Unnecessary! Clarissa yelped, skidded to a stop, and covered her face in her front talons. Oh no, I'm sorry. Galaxies and geckos, what is wrong with me? Ugh, I've never done that before. Who are you? The bodyguard demanded. I am Clearsight. She spread her wings, trying to look non-threatening. She's with me, Darksucker said, frowning. Oh, am I? Clearsight thought. I thought it was the queen's new top seer. I, I see the future, and I've seen Fathom in my visions, but I forgot we hadn't actually met yet. I'm sorry, she said directly to Fathom. Me? said the nervous green dragon. You've seen me in your visions? Lots of times, she reassured him. We're going to be friends, I promise. The seaweed brings death. The seaweed brings salvation. Don't let him come. He must come or all is lost. She hesitated at the aw odd line from her scroll chasing through her mind. Nice and cryptic. All-knowing would be pleased. But she wasn't going to worry about that now. In her first meeting with Fathom, at long last. Oh, she said, turning to the bodyguard. Uh, you must be Indigo. She's seen the seeming face, too, sometimes fierce and snarling, sometimes crying, sometimes covered in blood. Maybe she shouldn't look too carefully at those timelines right now. She was already scaring the new dragons enough with all her talk of visions. It's all right, Indigo, said Fathom. Wharf, Linefish, you may go hunt. We'll be fine. He gave clear sight, attentive smiles, the two seeming shrugged and flew away. Oh, she felt like she knew him so well. How shy he was, how uncertain of what to say next, how all the guilt and worry weighed down his wings. Guess what, she said to him. I'm moving into the palace, too. We'll basically be neighbors. You've already met Darkstalker, right? Last night, Darkstalker leaned over as though he was going to nudge Fathom's wing with his own, but he glanced sideways at Indigo and pulled back. He gave me a great idea, actually. Can I show you guys? All right, Fathom said. The way he looked at Darkstalker, as though he so badly wanted to trust him, Clearsight sure recognized that feeling. We're not doing anything right now, the seeming went on. I'm not sure we're, what we're supposed to do. I'm afraid the queen might have forgotten we're here. She's having a bit of an emergency today, Darkstalk explained, and I'm pretty sure your only real mission is to hang out with me, so you're doing an excellent work right now. Fathom's smile became a little bit more real. Well, you're supposed to be teaching him things. Maybe try looking more stern, Clarissa suggested, grinning at Fathom. Or a little menacing? Say something wise and insightful now and then. S say something wise and insightful now and then. Um, Fathom said, like, never eat the purple variety of long-legged sea crab? Darkstalker started laughing, and Fathom blinked at him with delight. Just like that, Darkstalker assured him. That's kind of advice I like. Clarissa tipped her head at him, wondering if it was a dig at her. She knew he didn't always like the things she had to say about his animus experiments, but too bad. She was also quite sure he needed to be with someone who would say those things, instead of someone who smiled and nodded and he had no opinions of her own. Anyway, Darkstalker said, flipping open his pack. So I went home and started thinking and ended up not sleeping at all because I was too excited and here's what I came out with. He pulled out an odd contraption that looked like a telescope with a small golden hourglass mounted on the side. Watch this. He pointed it at clear sight and the hourglass began to spin. Around and around it went, three times. When it stopped, a mountain of black sand was at the bottom of the hourglass and a tiny scattering of white sand was at the top. Aww, Darkstalker said, look how good you are. Clearsight peered closer. Another sand was moving from one side to another. Now that it had stopped spinning, the hourglass was perfectly still. 
What in the world? She said, what does it mean? This is a soul reader, Darkstalker said proudly. Point it at anyone and it'll tell you what the balance of good and evil is inside them. Think of all the sand as your soul, and this will show you how much is evil. Black sand for good, like the night wings. White for bad, like the ice wings. See, you're almost entirely good. Just a little bit's a bad. Little bits of bad, Clearsight squinted at the white sand. How am I bad? What have I done? What do I need? Why do I have any white sand at all? You really made it, Fathom whispered. Clearsight glanced up at him and saw the seeming looking sick to his stomach. But didn't you hear me? I warned you. You have to stop using your magic. Every time you do, it gets worse. You can't. You can't just... He shuddered from head to tail. Darkstarker hasn't told him about the scroll yet, Clearsight realized. She couldn't understand why, but poor Fathom. It's all right, Darkstalker said. Here, look, Clearsight pointed at me. He handed the telescope to her. She lifted it up and stared through the eye hole, finding Darkstalkers at the end. The hourglass started spinning and spinning and spinning. You've confused it, Clearsight tried to joke. It takes a moment sometimes, he said with a shrug. Finally, the hourglass settled. Black sands lay in drifts around the bottom. A substantially, a substantially smaller pile of white sand huddled in the top. More than Clarissa had had, but not mu- very much, really, she told herself. See? Darksucker pointed out the soul reader. I'm fine. My soul is almost entirely good. Isn't that cool? Darksucker Clearsight thought it was pretty clever, actually. This could be useful device for keeping an eye on other animus dragons. She swung it around toward Fathom. Don't! Pointed at him. Indigo objected, blocking the way. The soul reader landed on her, spun, and ended up with a black, a pile of black sand as big as Clearsight's. It won't hurt him, Clearside said. You saw, we just pointed at each other. But it could be specially enchanted, Indigo said, to, to do something to him. Behind her back, Darkstalker rolled his eyes at Clearside. Let her do it, Fathom said, touching Indigo's tail with his own. Please, I want to know. Indigo gave him a very concerned look, and Clearside guessed what she might be really worried about. That Fathom would discover he was more evil than good in him. He's trying to protect him in more ways than one, Clearside thought sympathetically. But the Seabing stepped back, and Clearside lined up the telescope so she could see Fathom's anxious face on the other end. Once again, the hourglass spun, and when it came to stop, the black sand outweighed the white. It looked a lot like Darkstalker's bones, in fact, with one quarter white and three quarters black. Fathom stepped hesitantly over to the telescope and touched the hourglass with one claw. This is real? he said to Darkstalker. I promise, Darkstalker answered. We kind of have matching souls, don't we? Doesn't that make you feel better? Fathom stared at the hourglass for another moment, minute, then at back Clearsight. Yes, he admitted. He turned to Darkstalker in. But please, please stop using your magic. My grandfather, I don't know what it was that tipped him over into madness and evil. It could be anything. One spell might make all the difference. Fathom, Darkstalker said gently, your power is a gift. You shouldn't be so terrified of it. You just have to figure out how to use it safely and make it work for you. He paused and shot a surprisingly hostile look at Indigo. It's not a trick. I just want him to be happy, don't you? Indigo looked him directly in the eye. I believe he can be happy without any magic. Clearside didn't like the energy that suddenly vibrated between them. She especially didn't like the way it swung out in a thread that ended up in a world with no Indigo in it. Not going to happen, she told herself fiercely. I'll keep an eye on them. I'll fix this. It's a beautiful day for flying, she said, trying to describe them both. Distract them both. She nudged Fathom. Why don't we show you around the Night Kingdom? There's a great beach not too far from here. Fathom's face lit up, and Clearsight felt the tension give way a little bit. She would still have to be careful. She didn't see a clear path to place where Indigo and Darkstalker could 
trust each other, but maybe if she kept them apart, everything would be all right. The important thing was that Fathom was finally here, their soon-to-be best friend, the future godfather of their dragonettes. This was a happy day. She lifted off into the sky, steering around the clouds, keeping the sun bright in her eyes. Don't look down. Don't chase a storm. Don't let the dark visions win.